I hit rock bottom about 20 September 2013 where I got in a big uh, fight and at Tombas, if you know Tombas, or it might, it's a nightclub in Toowoomba. Yeah, okay. It's changed three times since. But I still remember I was arrested at the bottom of the stairs and I was sitting there going, I felt the way I just uh, summed it up last week to a guy was I felt just disgusting. I was this guy sitting on the ground. I, once again, I had the idea of who I thought I should be, but I'm acting this way and I'm sitting at the bottom of the stairs just feeling like disgusting fucking grub, essentially. And it was from that moment that I was like, not going to fucking keep doing this. It's game over. Time to change. You're listening to Trade Mutt's 120 Grit Podcast, the podcast for the working class, hosted by Dan Allen and Ed Ross, the co-founders of Trade Mutt. If you're a fan of Trade Mutt's 120 Grit, we'd love to hear what you think. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or shoot us an email at admin at trademutt.com. Mate, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. I've had a bit of a shocker. I feel like a bit of a goose, to be honest. I did this massive job yesterday, lost the job card. I'd recorded everything I'd done on it, and I buggered if I know where I put it. The boss is going to absolutely flip his lid. So you're not using your mobile phone productively at work then, by the sounds of um, Well, not for this stuff. I didn't, like, we, yeah, I mean, Instagram, Snapchat or whatever, but, like, not, yeah, nah. Mate, you should tell your boss about Simpro. What's Simpro? Mate, it's a mobile app. It'll help you track all your timing. Job description details, and you can even make payment on the job. So you're telling me there's a good reason to have my mobile phone out on site? Mate, there is. Get on to www.simprogroup.com and just tell your boss to get his shit together. What about our phones in Esky's policy? Nah, pull them out. Yeah, right. Let's do it. After a lot of hard work, we're happy to announce that the TX support service is now open. TX is a new service, and we're in the process of building capability. At this stage, we have a trained mental health professional online between the hours of 9.30am and 5pm Monday to Friday. If you or anyone you know would like to access a mental health professional, call or text 04888 For more information, visit www.tax.org. Lockie Stewart is the founder of a global movement created to empower men so they can become the man they were meant to be. The Man That Can Project's ultimate vision is to help men overcome mental and emotional challenges that are holding them back. However, this movement did not one day appear out of thin air. Lockie's drive and determination came many years after navigating his own journey of self-discovery. In this episode, Lockie shares his story with us, from losing his identity as a young athlete to finding his place in the world as a young man, struggling through relationships, insecurities and dabbling with recreational substances and getting himself into pub fights. This is a really deep and insightful podcast that goes deep on the topic of finances as well as running through Lockie's eight areas to becoming a well-rounded man. Enjoy. Alrighty. As we take a sip of Bushel's tea, we are lucky enough to have a very special guest in the studio today for another episode of Trade Mutt's 120 Grit, the podcast for the working class. Today... Lockie Stewart, he's a carpenter by trade. He is the founder of the Man That Can Project. And as a child, he once sucked a warhead so hard that his tongue bled. (laughs) (laughs) I was was wondering how that was going to go down. So there you go. There's your intro, mate. Absolutely nailed it, mate. Mate, welcome. Welcome. And we were just talking about it before we started recording. Uh, This has been three episodes of Synergy because we had Sam Gardell on. Then we had uh, Boise come on and now we've had you. So... It's uh, it's great, and you're all connected, and you're all doing great things. All buddies, hey, it's all fantastic. It's yeah, good. 
Well, the connection is that the four of us, well, between myself and you three, we're playing golf at the end of June. I'm not going to stay and keep no, the lights isn't on. it next, next week, next Friday? That's the end of June, isn't it? Yep. You are <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I was looking at my calendar before. I was like, got golf day next week. That's perfect. Yeah, Gardy reckons he's pretty good too. Mate, the boys at the gym were caught. What they call it? Some, the mo- oh, I can't even, it's like the moose swing or something. I was like, that's random, but they're like, he can hit him. So doesn't surprise me with a set of legs like that. He's swinging from a fair base. Same so. with Boise. I played with Boise and he was having an off day and was just carting them around the course. And here I am with my bloody wedge and uh, not wedge drive on <laughs> Yeah. And you spend more time in the cart chasing balls than I do anything else. Well, when you're confusing a wedge with a driver. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there's a fairly large gap there, isn't there? Anyway, there's been a fair amount of talk about this game and, Boise and Gardy both reckon that they're no good. How are we so, doing? Is it Ambrose or? I don't know. I wouldn't have a clue. I'm just pull the name out of the hat. And yeah, we'll just go for a bit of a social swing and let the boys uh yeah figure it out, fight it out up front. Bloody oath, bloody oath. <laughs> well, mate, we've heard a lot about you, um, particularly from Gardy because he's just been on a real awesome path to you know investing in himself. And you've been, you know, largely responsible for that with facilitating the man that can. So, yeah, it's been a hot topic. But I suppose we'd better find out a little bit about you and how you, where you sort of come from. You're Toowoomba lad, yeah? Toowoomba lad. T-Bar. What must I be? The 10th Toowoomba lad on here? Or? Oh, mate, we've had plenty of Toowoomba people on. Plenty. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's good. I sometimes, you- I, sometimes I just throw it out there. Like our family farm's in Gundawindi. So my mum's oh, side it? of the family. So I spent a lot of time out there as well. So I... Mate, great spot. I love Gunny. I've got a very soft spot for Gunny. I've shot my one and only pig out there. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> In the ass. <laughs> Bang. You're dead. <laughs> it was quite hilarious. It, um, yeah, mate, tell us, tell us about the man that can. Tell us about what it is, and why so, you do it. So essentially I guess it's probably easier to go into why I do it and then what it yeah, yeah, actually 100%. is. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Let's, uh, let's go there. So I think um, for me it was it – was, you know, some people say it's like evolution of, of who you are as a man. And I, um, out of school, I thought I was going to be the uh, professional athlete guy. I was a national level runner. Oh, really? And uh, yeah. yeah, right, cool. And then uh, what sort of runner? Four and eights, oh, the worst, nice. the worst kinds. Oh. But as as I was getting older, I was getting lazier. So I was cross country and slowly dripping down. I wasn't fast enough for the ones or twos. Um, <clears throat> but after school, played my trade trying to trying to make it as a footy player. Cracking, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, aircon's a guy. That's yeah, it's a, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, went went down that path and that didn't work very well for me. And throughout that whole process, I was struggling with understanding who I who I was and what I wanted to do. A lot of my mates went to university and I thought I was better than uh, getting a trade. My dad's a tradie and he was like, mate, come work for me. It's going to be great. And <laughs> the, I went to a, a private school and the way they sort of made you feel about getting a trade was that was a sort of, you know, a dumbed down thing. Trauma grammar, you got to talk yeah, about yeah. Yeah. yeah, sprinkle that in there. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But that's how I felt coming out. So I was like, no, I'm better than that. I've got to make this this footy thing work. And uh, obviously when I sort of didn't didn't happen for me playing around here, I, I remember I got home one night and this was actually after I got dumped as well. So I was going through an emotional roller coaster. I didn't know how to experience it. I didn't want to stay in Toowoomba. So went home and uh, got on the laptop and sent out my rugby CV resume to as many clubs as I could find their addresses on uh, on Google and a week or two later I got a contract back from France or went through that whole process and got a contract over in France so I moved over to France I thought that was going to be the the, the second Lockie 2.0 right like I'd always thought you know play 
play rugby, I'll find get all the good looking Sheilas. I'll make a lot of money and life will be fucking sweet. Uh, but what happened, I took all my problems from pre that, you know, which was insecurities, um, no understanding of who I was as a person, poor community, you know, I was a mumbler, all that sort of stuff. Took that there to France where I couldn't speak French, train in the morning, watch YouTube all day because I didn't have uh, enough confidence to go out and explore because I was like, fuck, if they find out I can't speak French, I'm screwed here. So, uh, and then we'd go back to training. So my life was very boring and I had a lot of time to think. And what I sort of started doing over that, that period of time was I, I started obviously learning and reading and doing all that sort of stuff, but I realised how much I hated myself. And uh, I was fortunate, well, fortunate, unfortunate, went back to Australia at Christmas time and that was when I was like, right, I'm staying back here because I'm back at the Spotted Cow. Talking about you boys been the Spotted Cow. <laughs> being the Spotted Cow. Great. I had a couple of great sessions oh, at the Spotted Cow. Man, I've had plenty of great sessions there. <laughs> I got back there and it was, it was Christmas time, so everyone was back in town from Brisbane and all over the place. So it was like old times, right? And that's a hub. Everyone goes to Spotted Cow around Christmas. It's huge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And all the boys coming from the country, like it's just like a Toowoomba Grammar and Downlands reunion. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, so you're having a few good nights there and you're like, life's too good here. I'm staying. I'm staying. And then obviously life goes back to normal. Everyone went back to you know, Brisbane, Sydney, or back to work essentially. And I was sitting there, sitting there going, fuck, what now? No, like footy's done, properly done here and I don't want to get a trade, definitely don't want to go to university so I have no idea. Like that whole identity that I'd been building up of being an athlete was done. Um, so there was a, a good eight-month stint there where I started working for dad because I didn't know what I wanted to do so I just started as a, as a labourer. And I still remember I was coming back from Chinchilla and I was like, fuck it, I may as well just sign up and do an apprenticeship because I have no idea and I'm just going there so I may as well get something. And... Uh, through that, that period, I was still lost and confused and that's sort of led me back into, you know, this whole time I was dabbling in recreational drugs as I think a lot of people I was hanging around were as well, but it sort of became a big part of my life from, you know, from Tuesdays through Sundays. Um, so I was spending all my money doing that and getting in a heap of trouble and, and cheating, manipulating, lying. But at the same time while I was going through all of that, a lot of the people around me were doing the same thing. So it felt normal and I started questioning you know, things from this point in time, I was like, how the fuck? Am I allowed to surround this? Mate, yeah. you are, just Sweet. keep going. You just keep trade fucking oath, you yeah. can. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I was like, some people are like, you yeah. swear too much, boy. Stop it. No, 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 you just keep, you just keep rolling them out, mate. But, uh, you know, I would be sitting there more often than not going, how the fuck did I end up here? Like, mm. I thought I was going to, life was going to be so much better than what it currently is. You know, I was hating the relationship I was in. Well, I didn't hate it, but I was really insecure, so I was checking phones and, thought she was cheating and it was, uh, it was a horrible experience, yeah. right? And then, you know, I hated what I was doing for work. I'd rock up at the job site and be like, mate, I just want to go get my iced coffee and a cherry ripe and sit down and smoke <laughs> and see what happens. And that was the uh, that was the routine. Then you'd get to the, you know, get back on the bag and different bag from the sour worms or, uh, you know, you'd look forward to your case of beers and you just repeat that cycle. And, but I still remember one definitive time I was sitting in the gutter and I cheated on my missus. And my mate was sitting next to me and he cheated on his missus. And we were just like, how do we keep doing this? And we're both like, no, it's not going to happen again. And a couple of months later, happened again. And uh, you sort of started questioning, you know, how this all happened. You know, I went to a good school, had a, have, have, still have a great family. And I was around good people. But what was lacking was like I didn't have the, the tools and resources or understanding of who I was. And I started to settle, right? I put this this uh 
limitation on what I thought was possible for myself because what I thought was possible didn't happen. Everything else that I try to achieve, not possible. Um, and, you know, that hit, led me to what I call my rock bottom point. And for anyone who's listening to this, if you can figure out how we can stop blokes bottom before they reach out for help or, or support, that you're on to a winner there. But uh, I hit rock bottom about 20 September 2013 where I got in a big uh, fight and at Tombers, if you know Tombers, or it might, it's a nightclub in Toowoomba. Yeah, okay. It's changed three times since. But I still remember I was arrested at the bottom of the stairs and I was sitting there going, I felt the way I just uh, summed it up last week to a guy was I felt just disgusting. I was this guy sitting on the ground. I, once again, I had the idea of who I thought I should be, but I'm acting this way and I'm sitting at the bottom of the stairs just feeling like disgusting fucking grub, essentially. And it was from that moment that I was like, not going to fucking keep doing this. It's game over, time to change. And from the moment that I made that decision, it literally fucking just went domino effect. It was awesome. A guy that I was playing uh, rugby with at Toowoomba Rangers invited me uh, to, to go to this personal development event. It's 25 bucks for the ticket. That's a case of beer. So at the time that was a big, big way up. But, uh, and, you know, the game coming up when that event was on was a major semifinal. So you play all year for that, right? But something in my gut was just like, just go, just go, just go. So I went along to that and that was the thing that really opened my eyes, right? I saw all these people, you know, it's like a Tony Robbins event. That's what it was. I was about to say, that story is very similar to what Tony Robbins' was. Like he spent like, yeah, a few of his last bucks on to yeah. go well, to a, a seminar. and fucking funny, right? Yeah. When you're desperate, you're desperate. Yeah. And I saw, and I still joke about this, like at the end, they're like, give everyone a hug. I'm like, don't fucking touch me. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no hugging here. I'm all for you boys being stoked and, you know, you learn a lot of great stuff. But if you touch me. <laughs> like, you're in trouble. Yeah, it's game on. Now I love a good hug, man. Yeah. And it's all about that. But uh, from that point, I was like, right, I, what else can I learn? And just, I just became addicted because I saw all people from all walks of life, right, like just having this idea of what they could create for themselves and, the way they were excited and I hadn't felt like that probably since, can't even remember, the time where I was like that opportunistic, if that's even Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so um, that then started my journey and one of the, the a part of that journey in 2014, I was like, right, I'm leaving Toowoomba. Um, <clears throat> I just started documenting my journey was this guy who I'm still trying to get some of the videos off Facebook where, you know, I'm just guy walking around mumbling, going, you know, life's <laughs> I've got one of me in a tradie suit, which is always popping up. I'm sitting on the job site getting paid, but I'm like, I'm going to change my life and all this sort of stuff mumbling and as it goes. But over over the time from, you know, reading books and going to events and listening to podcasts and just actively trying to be better and understand myself more and understand where I wanted to go, that sort of built a following on social media and people started asking, you know, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? And for long... Long, long time I was like, no fucking way. Life coach is like for a guy who can't be a fucking psychologist or can't, you know, just can't do anything else. That's that was once again, it was my opinion. So I was like, nah. And then eventually I was like, well, what else am I gonna do? I was Uber driving, I was fucking I'd done so many different things up until this point, uh, just trying to figure it out. And you know, somewhere along the way, or 2014, met my missus who I've been with for what is it, six years. Don't get that wrong. Been together for for six years and that for me was also like that second chance, right? She didn't know really any of my past, didn't know any of my mates. So it was like a clean cut and here we go. I get to reinvent myself and had a few struggles with the alcohol in the early parts where it was like if I kept doing that, it would have been out on my ass again. Um, so that was sort of a good motivator for me to go, righto, um, let's get off the, the drugs. I haven't touched drugs for six years, over, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, barely 
binge drink or I don't binge drink anymore apart from Friday I had a few scotches which was nice. Um, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, it was Saturday morning. It was a bit dusty. <laughs> but um, but that's, uh, that's sort of what led me to you know, going through that process because I saw the pain that I was in and I still see the pain that a lot of blokes are in or my mates are in because we, have, we put these limitations on what's possible for us and our environment really makes us go, well, nah, it's probably not possible for me. It's not possible for... And then they've failed at that, they've failed at that. And, you know, a lot of good footballers come out of Toowoomba, right? Like yeah. A lot of my mates were with uh, NRL clubs or the 20s back then. Everyone ends, ends up back in Toowoomba and you're like, fuck, they can't make it. It's not possible. But then when you start speaking to people, as you guys do on a daily basis, you, you know the potential in, in people. It's just like their they've own just, thoughts. Yeah, they've just got to be able to see go that. for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was through that sort of process that I was right right I'll take on my first client and I was like doing all this unpaid stuff and it felt good but it wasn't you know, couldn't, yeah couldn't live off it and came the lights on but you felt fucking phenomenal and when you get to see the the transformations in people just from helping them see things differently or remove you know an obstacle or change their environment or do those things just like that feels fucking awesome mm. and uh led me to 2018 which is when the man that can project started I was in Germany <coughs> And I was walking down to get a, a pint and a, a snitty. And I got as some. As you do. Oh, as you do, <laughs> mate. As you do. I was bored. Um, and I, I got an Instagram message. I can't remember specifically what it was, but it made me think like what did I need five, you know, four or five years ago when I was struggling, like when I was really lost. And for me it was access to people from all walks of life who were actually going to talk about the real shit, not just go, yeah, I'm a CEO, I've got no fucking problems, I'm a lawyer, mm. I think life's good. Because I, I work with all those kinds of people now and ever, ever, we're all equally fucked up <laughs> and the, the challenge is is like a lot of us go i can't talk about it because you know I'm, i'll lose my credibility it's like fair but you're so fucking not changing it for the next generation so in on that point i did a instagram live video it wasn't called the man at cam project then i kind of didn't even have a name but i was like right we're starting men's circles boys here it is this it is had the launch the first one in january when i got back um and it just evolved from that i started you know i was doing a heap of one-on-one coaching but it got too too busy so i was like right, how can we you know do this and it's just kept evolving ever since and you know now we've got a incredible community we've got guys coming from the uk usa new zealand all to be a part of the the workshops and stuff that we do which is by we i mean me at the moment but hopefully it'll be a we soon it'll be awesome uh, that's incredible yeah and uh it's it's with the goal to help men you know essentially as uh, i don't think we even said at the start but you know step into their their true true self because i think all of us have an idea of how we'd like to be living or what who we'd like to be but because of you know fear of judgment or you know the limitations that we've put on ourselves or the experiences of the past we don't do that we just yeah. go, oh, fuck, it's easy to just sort of blend in yeah i'm not gonna have to deal with all the stress from that but you know most of us are living life where it's not that bad that we want to make a change but it's not that good that we're we're excited about anything and that's why you've seen people walking around they're just like yeah, I, I mean, like I, I, yeah, I talk about it a lot. Where I, you see people, and we spoke to uh, Gardy about it too. Like you, you see people just wasting their fucking time. You're oh, like, mate. you see it all every day. You see it yeah. Every day, you're just like, come on, you know. And um, it's you know how how do you uh you know work past that when you've got you know mates or family or um you know someone you know that's just just not not do you know not going yeah. for it. Like how, how do you deal with that? That's the hardest one because you, you like you care about them for one, yep. they're a mate or family or whatever it is and you know they have more potential than they're sort of stepping into and you can sit there and try and get them to see it and do it 
as much as you want, but they're not going to do it until they have that wake up moment. It's like people who spoon feed people. It's like um, you know, they might have a drinking problem. It's like oh no, we got to hold their hand until. But for me, it's like well, fucking let them make the. Obviously, you want to look at it for their, their life, but <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, they need to learn that fucking mistake themselves until they're actually going to go. Right, I'm aware that there's some challenge. And this is why I talk about spoke about rock bottom before. It's like generally when we have that fucking kick up the ass, we go right. I need to change. So for me, I've you know all I had Facebook pages made about me when I started doing all this sort of stuff from my mates from uh, back home, right, and just got bagged out and people like, no, nah, he can't fucking change. He's full of shit. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> they know the old spotted cow. You. They know the old spotted cow. Me. Yeah. Right? And uh, that's what uh, – anyway, from – from fuck <laughs> me train of thought now. Um, from, from that, um, I was just like, right, well, I'm just going to do – figure my own shit out and hopefully through that process it, you know, gives the, the blo- blokes enough inspiration or empowerment to start doing things for themselves. Mm. Yeah, so were you let, – let's I, I want to get an understanding. So you as a, a younger bloke, like were you the guy um, that was rocking out to parties and everyone's like, yeah, fuck yeah, Lockie's here, this is awesome? Like were I, you that guy? I would try to be – like I was so really quiet but as soon as you get a few – Yeah. So you were you, – yeah, when you were about, people were like, fuck, it's a good party because Lock's here. Yeah, well, I, that's what I thought of. Well, so yeah, but you thought, act yeah, – yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So because I, I find and I, I do see a lot of people that, you know, are that person. Yeah. They find it really hard to break that and come out because you know, like so, sort of what you say here is, they they feel like that's who they are. Yeah, it's your identity, and right? they stick with it. And you want significance, right? We all want to feel fucking connected or love or significance in some way, shape, or form. And we find yeah. that whether it's in a positive way, which for me at that point in time was trying to be a professional athlete, or in a negative way, which I then found by trying to be the loosest dude at the spot of power. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And I was getting it for a moment and you know even from that point with the cheating and manipulations like if i wasn't you know i was insecure as hell so i was like oh she must be texting another dude or if she was looking at another dude i'm like nah and i wouldn't feel significant so i was like if she's doing that i'm gonna go find a girl that wants to be with me for the moment and then the next day like fuck messed up again how did you work past that that person that you were and 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 transformed into the new person because obviously everyone around you is like Come on, lock. Come down to the spotted cow. We're getting on the piss and you know hooking into the bag tonight. Yeah. Like, how did you how did you break past that? I I did seven 16 week body transformation challenges, pretty much back to back, because I knew I wasn't strong and people, you know, I was not strong. So if you wanted, I had the rubber arm. Like it was easy if I was around you and you would you mentally know, not strong. Yeah, just mentally not strong, physically not strong. I wasn't in a fit yeah, place yeah, at that yeah. point in time either. Um, but if you were like, all right, let's get on the beers or the bag or whatever it is, I was like, fair, got nothing else to do. So I knew I had to change my environment. That's why when I met my missus and it was like, right, I'm down in Brisbane now, it's a fresh start. And I actively, you know, I was pretty lonely for those first two years in Brisbane because I wasn't going out trying to make friends because I just knew that you didn't want to slow I, didn't, I didn't want to get into the wrong environment again because I knew what that had done for me. So when I had that idea that I could really do something differently, it was like, right, let's just read as much, hang around people who are trying to do the same. Even, you know, not all of those people I wanted to be be around in terms of I didn't enjoy their company, but I liked the way that they were thinking and what they were going after, if that makes sense. So mm, but then yeah, over, time, over time I was like, right, because you got to use what you can, right, like to, to try and get to where you want to get to. It sounds bad, but it's like I didn't have the mental strength to, to back myself in those situations. So I, I the easiest excuse was now I'm doing a, bot, a fitness yeah. challenge. Yeah, can't not drinking, not drinking, not drinking yeah, until right. I became strong enough to go. 
I can have one or two beers because like most blokes, it's like one or a million. But you got to a point there where you're sitting at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. Having just had a biff. Were you, had you been arrested or were you yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. handcuffs, what? Yeah, I wasn't. Did you do the night in the clink? Yeah. No, no, I was so lucky, boys. (sighs) So you're sitting there, you've just had that beef and that's like a, you know, that's a proper probably wake up call for you. And like you said before, like just a throwaway, like if someone's got the cure to stop people from hitting rock bottom. But like I just think that so many, so often people have to hit rock bottom or find that lowest of lows without it being, you know, the worst case yeah. scenario. But that just seems to be what it takes so often for someone to have that wake-up call to turn their life around. Yeah. And then it's like that whole thing of like, um, oh, fuck, what's the saying? Like when the when the, oh, when the student's ready, the teacher presents itself yeah, yeah, and yeah. like you've had that rock bottom moment and then that event where, that you went to, you know, because it was, it's kind you of were ready. Yeah, yeah, you, you were, were ready. Kind of, you were ready to make a change and then suddenly it, but it's not until you get there. It's, yeah, it's, it's 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 interesting because I always I was, did a video on it yesterday. Like that saying, "If it ain't broke, don't fix it." Mm. I was thinking about that in relation to the eight areas which we'll talk about, boys. Bloody, I think. Um, but like in in those aspects, right? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So if I'm not feeling mentally unwell at the moment, fucking she be right. If I'm not feeling physically unwell, fucking can never neglect that. But if you neglect financially, or if you neglect all of these things long enough, eventually it's going to catch up to you. At some point, and this is why I even listen to a podcast like this or go into men's groups, you can learn from other people's experiences in life and it may not have happened to you yet. But we're around for 100 plus years. Shit happens. right? And most of us get to the point where it's like, oh, I've been neglecting my physical health. All of a sudden I go to the doctor and I've got bloody diabetes and it could have been preventable like it's a metabolic yeah but it's not cut it's like you say if it ain't broke don't fix it it's so true but if you think about a car like that's the reason why we service them you know like a car's oh, not broken mate, until, you it, until your car that obviously <laughs> you break lots lately. until it break, <laughs> until, <laughs> work. until it breaks down you know what yeah. i mean then you're up shit creek that's the reason why you take them every ten thousand, don't you, you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's well, tell me um yeah i, I think the the other thing that Ben said the other day when we were talking in the office, he was sort of saying, you know, if you aren't um, growing, you're dying. You know what I mean? Like you can't just plateau. There's yeah, no such exactly. thing. It's either up or you're going backwards. Slowly sinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And it's interesting, but people don't realise that they are slowly going backwards. 100%. We, like one guy, um, I'll give him a plug because he's a champion, James Bader. He um, owns, uh, it's not even CrossFit anymore. I can't, it's uh, Rebuild Health and Fitness out at Wynnum. He came along and he's like, mate, I've never experienced – depressions, any of that sort of stuff. He's like, I'm fucking awesome. He's like, I just want to come along here to learn the tools and start getting an understanding of what it's like because, you know, from hearing other people's experiences. I don't want that. Yeah, yeah it may help me, like, to understand if I do go through that or if mates in my life are going through that, I can say, hey, mate, such and such. That's a pretty powerful thing yeah, to do. Yeah, and it's like because learning from lived experience is incredible because, in my opinion, it's like when you look black and white, there's emotions what's missing. Like yeah. Logic is easy. But when you're – experiencing something and the emotions are riding high, it's hard to make sense of that. So when you can hear a story behind it, it's it makes it – for me, the way I learn and the way I uh, love to to gain information is through someone's story. Like it's so powerful and you're like, right, he's gone through what I'm going through and this is how he thought, this is what he was feeling. Everyone's got one. It's funny because like you don't need – yeah, you don't necessarily need to be depressed. You know, you're in that grey area that we were talking about before which is a shit area for people to be in. Yep. But, you know, sometimes – it just takes someone doing something proactive for themselves, even if they don't know why they're going to yep. the man that can project them. They might just meet someone or have a conversation that sparks an idea that makes them change their fucking career. Do you know what I mean? 
that's the way it happens. You got to put yourself out there. It takes, exactly. it takes vulnerability to do it, but you know, you, you, hear, you might hear something and you're like, oh, "Fuck, that's what's been going on with me," and I've never realized it because most of us don't question anything. We, we've been so we've been brought up to just to just go right. Oh, well, this is the next thing that I've been told to do. Is, yeah. Go to school, get a job. You know, that's what it is. I'm nearly thirty. I need to get married now. Get the house. That's what we do. But we never go, is that what's next for me? Is that, you know? Like- mate, you're preaching to the choir. This bloke says that all the time. Oh, mate, I'm not conforming. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, you don't, you know. Why would you? Why would you do mate, it? No, no, you know no, I, I mean? know, I know. We've been conditioned to believe that these are the things that lead to success and what success looks like. Mate. But all of these people are fucking miserable. Like that, when you do things for the wrong reasons – and then, and then you're stuck. Then yeah. you're really stuck. That's your identity. You got to keep up this facade of success. Yeah, you, and then, oh, it's a shit fight. You get to a point, and it's just like, well, fuck. I'm, For what purpose? I've only got one out here. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. was the point of all of that? It's exactly. It's, and we've never lived in a better time to break that mold. Like, mate. there's more opportunity out there now. <laughs> For a fucking couple of chippies to go and start a clothing line or <laughs> a chippy yeah. to go and, you know, like there's never been more opportunity. It's, yeah, you can – and that's the thing. It's like we're all striving for that level of success and we don't even know what that is. It's just like must have a nice car, house. Well, yeah, yeah. What the fuck does that even mean? Do you know what it, do you know what it <laughs> yeah. comes down to for me? Stop giving a fuck about what anyone thinks of you. Yeah. No one – everyone's too caught up in their own shit to, to care less. <laughs> you know what I mean? As soon as you can – the most, for me, in my life, the most empowering thing that ever happened to me, I can't remember, early 20s, was when I stopped giving a fuck what people thought about me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And suddenly the shackles are off. Like just do whatever Freedom, you want. Freedom, right? Yeah, it's good. 100%. Yeah, yeah but it is good. It is good. People it, don't question it. It's like, well, you're working 90 hours a week. How's that going for you? <laughs> I bet I'm nearly getting a promotion. What, are you going to work 100 hours in? <laughs> Fuck, good luck. Like, <laughs> you think about what you want a bit more and start questioning it. Or even when you, and when I'm feeling all con- any fucking emotion. So I was saying to a client this morning, she's like, I'm not feeling anxious today. I'm like, it's good. Have you asked yourself maybe why? And like, because if you do that long enough, like you have days where you feel good, you have days where you don't feel good. We all do. That's life. But most of us, we're like, when we're feeling good, let's just go for it. But we don't ever reflect on, did I sleep well? Have I exercised well? Have I been eating well? Did I have a great conversation with someone? Or, you know, I haven't got a shitty email in the inbox. Like, yeah. what are the things that maybe are triggering you to feel a certain way? Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon even the ability to identify those emotions, though, and understand what they actually are? Like, yeah. being able to know the word to describe that feeling. And, and that's different for all of us. Yeah. Like, the, once again, like, anger for me is different for, for you guys. But we go... I'm feeling, you know, and let's use, um, you know, sadness and depression, right? It's, it's for a lot of people that may get confused, right? Because we, we don't ever stop to think about, well, realistically, what's a clinical uh, description of depression? And some of us, and people just throw it in, I'm feeling depressed. Are you really or are you just feeling sad? And if you tell yourself something enough, eventually you'll start to fucking believe it. Mm. So yeah. it's, it's, yeah. People can feel flat, you know. Yeah. You can feel sad. You can. It's not all the same thing. No. It lasts for different, you know, lengths, lengths of time, time, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's. And there's no right or wrong. Like. It, yeah. No and you, it, you're supposed to. You, you are supposed to feel that shit too. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? There's like, if you don't understand what that stuff feels like, then you don't know what it feels like to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was or, the other day. It was something like you can't. Um, if you had happiness all the time, you wouldn't know what it was. Yeah, exactly. You know Everyone's I mean? trying like, to stay stay neutral, like where they don't, you know, they're trying to not feel that pain, but they don't allow themselves to feel the real good highs. And it's like, well, 
you can you can soak it up. Boring, right? Mm. Like if you mm. keep doing the same thing for long enough, like if all I did was sit here for the next thirty years and just do this, I would be fucking bored. But that's a good. That was a good cup of tea. It was a great cup of tea. My <laughs> bicep would be fucking <laughs> pumping. But after a while, you're like, all right, I want to do something different. Yeah, well, that's I uh, um. Uh, what was it? Actually drove, yeah, through to him with the other, well, the bypass now, oh, so I have to go through. I've actually never taken it. Mate, it's fantastic. Fantastic because my uh, outlaws live at uh, Pittsworth, so that's like oh, yeah. two hours from here there now. It's great. Anyway, I was on the way out. I listened to um, the Joe Rogan and um, Chris Hart. Is it Chris oh, Hart? Kevin, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Chris Hart. Chris Kevin Hart. Hart. I was can... trying to think, yeah, well, I forgot his name. Chris D'Elia has been playing on my mind today. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. But, um, yeah, Kevin Hart. He's he's it was awesome. Have you listened to the second one? The, like the yeah, latest I one he's done. Yeah, the latest one. It was awesome. Unreal. And he, talking After about the levels car accident and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. talking about levels. I was like, yeah. yeah, man, that's me. I was like, I yeah, I'm on that. I'm like, I love that that idea of it's just that it's never enough. It's just go to the next one. What do you learn here? And then who, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just so, yeah, pushing that threshold. That just I just resonated with me so hard. I was like, this is awesome. And another, that's that mindset that you were talking about. Also, you know? another example of he's had a. a Life awakening moment. With the car, he the hit car a rock bottom, but he was the man. There was nothing like he was. Did, he was killing it. Did you watch his? Uh, was it the Netflix series, the Doco? Have you? No, it? I haven't watched about, that yet. About how, how he fucked up. Yeah, the recovery from all the like the shit that he cheating had. and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've but it was it. Awesome. like his work ethic. I was watching that. I was like, fuck me, he, he, he goes hard. Like, he goes hard. But then now you're hearing him post the car accident. Mm. He's like, I just want balance now, and it's like. Literally, that's what the space of 12 months. I think, yeah. the, the, you know, people like that is going to happen for everyone to the day they die. Mm. You know what I mean? Everyone's going to, you know, hopefully put themselves out there, have relationships, have you know, experience grief, death, trauma. It's never going to stop. You're supposed to feel that. And I think people really need to, it's all about building resilience and building the tools to equip yourself to be able to handle that and understand that it's going to happen and it's all about growth and, and getting to that next level because no one gets through it, you know what I mean? No one gets through unscathed, right? Exactly. It's like one of the guys who's doing my current um, COVID uh, online experience at the moment and he's a renderer but he's like we had a phone call, she was this morning, he's like, I'm selling my business. Um, it's not giving – like his successful business has been going well for – 14 plus years but he's like my quality of life is shit like my relationships suck mm. I, i'm all i'm you know i'm going home and taking the stress with me and mm. i'm just sitting there going this is that's what you want that's awesome because right. yeah. you, know, you don't have to do that for the rest of your life it's like we feel that even for people who know me or know you guys it's like the way they knew you back at school if you've changed from that you can't do that you're going to distort their whole fucking <laughs> yeah you're going to blow their minds the world. and they're like no nah, it's not po-. that's why a lot I, of people go oh, you can't i think that uh, there's a really interesting thing like around that guy right and he's like oh you know he's been doing massive days and weeks and building his business for 14 years now he's come to a point where he wants to sell it and bail out which is awesome but i think a lot of people don't even realize what they're working so hard for right so like i've been reading like um tony robbins um finance Freedom oh, yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beast. Like seven hundred bloody pages. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a bible, man. How are you finding it? It's great. The how only thing read, in there, the only the, thing in there is a um the stuff the American um yeah four hundred one k stuff doesn't. Have you read computer. the Barefoot Investor? <laughs> Come on, you're That's preaching. I feel that like thing changed my life. He yeah. works for the bloke. Mate, I, <laughs> I, I should be on a commission basis. I've sold that many books. <laughs> I gift it. It's mate, it's the best. I found that book was changed like the American life. version of. Sorry, the, the Tony Robbins one was yeah. there. Too much 401k. Uh, 401k, 401K so, yeah. No, I'm going back to the barefoot. Barefoot, yeah. But in, in there, the really interesting thing um, in Tony Robbins's book is he talks about people don't understand 
the amount of money they need to live the lifestyle they want without working. Fucking no one knows that, right? People work way too hard for way too long to get some money that they think they need. Like yeah. he goes to seminars or whatever. He's like, oh, you know, how much money do you think you need to retire? And some guy's like, oh, I need, you know, $100 million. He's like, yeah, okay. And some other guy's like, I need a billion dollars. And it's like, fuck, yeah, all right, okay, cool. And they're like, what do you, you know, what do you want a billion dollars for? He's like, oh, I want a private jet and I want, you know, a house in Miami and yeah. three Ferraris and blah, blah. And Tony's like, yeah, all right. So let's just do the, the the numbers on this stuff, right? So he's just like, well, instead of buying the jet, why don't you just hire it? And how how often do you need it? He's like, oh, maybe ten times a year, right? So you work all that, out. you know, works out. Most of the time, it works out to be maybe five or six million dollars. Most of the time, that people actually yeah. need to have saved up. People just are like, you know. But the more important question in that situation is, why do you want those things? Yeah, I know, like, I know. Like, what, like I know, that's but what such I'm, a worry. But it, even you know? though, yeah. even though people have this huge unrealistic expectation of the money that they need yep. to financially free like he calls it you know what i mean and i think that in itself is what cripples so many people especially blokes and families not fucking knowing how much money that they actually need to work for to be living the lifestyle that they want yeah it's made like people kill themselves i I did that yeah exactly crazy one of the the areas is is finances right like people don't know so it's like what's your fucking bare minimum and i got this from tony or the barefoot investor i can't remember so what is it like just to keep yourself clothed with some nice, nice trademark? <laughs> oh, yeah, bloody earth. Head pretty to toe. pretty expensive, it. mate. Yeah, <laughs> expensive taste for the boys here. <laughs> no, but to keep that, to keep a roof over your head and yourself fed, right? The bare necessities. What's that look like for you? Most people don't even know what that is, mm. right? But if you, if you, if you can just tick that box, why do you put pressure on yourself? Really, mate? Ever since. Um, I implemented the barefoot investment. And then as soon as I, we, my, my wife and I got engaged, we instantly put all our cash together. We're like, we're doing this and this is yep. what we're working towards. Um, it's just unbelievable how good it is. And it just does it. It just does its thing. It's almost like, you know, in Movember when all the lads got Mo's and it's like that nod of the yeah. head. And when you go to the super Everyone's shop doing it. and you got the yeah, orange mate. ING card, you're yeah. like barefoot investor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mine, and mine's got the big splurge across the top. Splurge. Yeah, big splurge. <laughs> mate, hey, it's the best. I love it. And it's just like, I see. So many people doing so many things like, yeah, it's like fuck, you don't need a new car, bro. You don't need that new car and you don't need to go and you spend that money every week on this stuff. Yeah. Like as you can be doing as much of that stuff as you want. Just don't overspend what you've allocated. Yeah, simple. So like, like if anyone's like in a, in a, in a dead-end job that they, you know, they hate and is working for the man, like figure out what it is, your bare essentials that you need. Yeah. Like – and then you can quit your job, right? And then find something else that's just going <laughs> to get you by it, yeah. for but the it, interim. It's exactly that, right? It's like if you can – because people go, I don't have time, I don't have time. And you're like, we've all got the same fucking yeah. amount of time, what, right? What clock's your running? Yeah, yeah. What, what are you, 36 <laughs> hours. Yeah. Give me that one. Are you on Greenwich <laughs> Mean Top? Yeah. Is that hustle minus? <laughs> oh, fuck. But it, it's like you do that it's like, right, well, if you can just get your, let's say, 400 bucks a week, right, and – that might take you 20 hours. Yeah. Sweet. Just work the fucking 20 hours, tick that off, and now start learning some skills for whatever that next thing is. Even if it's a – you don't have to go start your own business, but it might be, I don't know, podcast, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And start putting time – because you're not just going to be awesome at the next thing you start. You've got to grow Build. as a person to get there. So if you can find that bare minimum and have that tick, then spend It's the a time. good call. But then, then you don't have the stress too. And then also when you've got the, I don't know, balls or whatever it is to, to Mate, do that. We're, we're a gender neutral podcast. Yeah, but it's, you know, I'm using the word generically. <laughs> like you inspire other people around you, right? Yep. Like when, when people, it's funny, 
you see the fear in other people's eyes and, you know, their comments like, oh, you're not going to do that, are you? Or what are you going to do? Like yeah. everyone else is like, well, what, what are you going to do? You know, like that shit needs to stop. 100%. That People need to be far more, yeah, fuck yeah. Go for it. Go and do it. Yeah. If you ever need a couch, <laughs> just sleep on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think Got about spare, it, right? like most of us are fortunate enough. Like I said, I was saying this to – um. I kind of someone the other day I was like literally at the end of the day what's the worst it's not like oh yeah this is the best plenty yeah. other places yeah. you'd want to go bankrupt in yeah what's no, the worst thing that what, yeah. what's the worst possible thing Opposite that could happen that. Yeah. yeah yeah I'm just um, going I'd back be, to you know, yeah, 500 bucks less than what I have now yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like alright sweet <laughs> go um, for it but another really interesting thing too and I don't think uh, a lot of people um, look at it this way it's like you know People are always harping on, oh, it's it's too expensive and I can't afford to buy a home in Brisbane or Melbourne or Sydney or whatever, right? And it's like, well, fuck, you don't need to live in a major city. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like but most of the most – like the, the wealthiest people in regional centres are fucking tradespeople. Like air-conditioner mechanics and like aircon installers, electricians and chippies like out around Longreach, they're the blokes with all the <laughs> – with all the coin. Like they're the ones that are killing it. You know what I mean? I was so, going to say that. And they're living for a – yeah, 25 cents on the dollar compared to Brisbane. Yeah. So it's that vulnerability piece. Like Mate. every single thing for me like that I've seen in this entire space since we've been in it and doing what we're doing, it all comes back to vulnerability, whether it's putting your hand up and, you know, talking about your mental health or, yep. you know, whatever, whether it's going to the man that can project or whether it's quitting your job and, you know, it all just takes that little bit of vulnerability, getting comfortable with it and not giving a shit about what people think and just fucking go and do it. Because liberating in every – case it is liberating yeah bloody oath yeah i think I, I just think there's so many opportunities that people don't see 100%. you know and it's just like yeah go have a go what, what have you got to lose we oh. haven't really talked about the man that can project have we I've, Mate, enjoy, yeah. I've enjoyed where we've been going anyway, <laughs> yeah so sorry tangent all right let's so, rewind here sorry, let's go sorry. back so start again with the intro <laughs> so uh, as um, can you use the first intro this time <laughs> as, we, as we said yeah as you said it was founded um the man that can was founded in 2018 so then what we already hit you up about at the beginning was, you know, the eight areas to life. Let's talk about them. Should I get my phone out? Yeah, let's get them out. Run us through the eight areas to life and how, how you came up with those. Not because you don't remember them, just because just you because definitely I wanna, want to get them Yeah, I want to get them right because if you get them wrong, yeah. big trouble. People will be going all over the place and I'll see me now. <laughs> but I sort of um put it together just based off like – for me, and I've worked with people who are successful in all different – we all know people who are successful in various other ways, whether it's relationship, health, all that sort of stuff. And uh, for me, I was like, I don't want to end up how some of these people have ended up. And, I've, you know, after speaking to them and learning from their experiences, which is what I probably wish I had earlier, was I realised that, you know, the money's not the be-all and end-all, the having just a really good relationship and nothing else to go there. It's like I call it the umbrella effect or the eight areas that all men must master. It's like I want to bring them all together as one. But you look at the shape of an umbrella, there's always one at the top, right? And that's life, right? There's always going to be different priorities at certain points in time. Like when I started my business, it was finances and business were go. But now that's a bit better off. It's like right now I can start relaxing and spending time with friend, more time with friends and, you know, my health and all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's making sure that I – you know, bring all of those with me so I don't just get to the top of whatever I'm working towards and realise that I, you know, see the dad bods there, right? The 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 dad bods there or the mental and emotional health's gone or you don't have any mates around, right? Your financial finances are shit because a lot of people earn a lot of money but they also spend a lot of money. <laughs> so it's making sure that <coughs> I, set, yeah, 
Right. I set myself an idea of where I'd like to be in eight areas, and I'll tell you, in, for those who are just sitting there, tell me the eight areas. Yeah, right. You just hang Come in on. there, guys, after hang the break. <laughs> Sponsorship, here we go. Uh, uh, Brought to you by TX Hotline. <laughs> but uh, for, for that, like, it's, I, I have an idea of where I want to get to in those eight areas. So when we talk about, like if you, you said before, if you're not growing, you're dying. It's like, cool, well, here's some areas I can get myself working. Right? You hear blokes all the time saying, I don't have any purpose or fulfillment or mm. all this going on in life. It's like, well, have you decided on something you'd like to do? I don't make decisions because if I do and I fail, I'm a failure. It's like, well, righto, let's just make any fucking decision. Any, <laughs> Honestly, start with any decision because you're going to either fail and you're going to be able to have a learn or you're going to succeed and you're going to, in that process, you're going to realise you may or may not like what it is that you've worked towards. We've all done that. Nothing's guaranteed. Um, so, so you go through that process, but the, the key is making a decision in that. And say, so when you've got eight areas you want to improve on, plenty of decisions to make and plenty of action steps to go, right? Like I didn't know anything about money. Didn't know how to run a business. I was a poor communicator, so therefore I was a terrible partner in a relationship. I was a terrible mate because I didn't talk to my mates. So we were just there to party and do what made to do. So I had all these areas to go, right, I, will, I want to be a partner that the girl actually speaks highly of me and doesn't isn't scared to go home or isn't bored or all those sorts of things and feels like she can you know be connected with i have an idea of for business i want a flexible lifestyle that's a non-negotiable for me because i value my life and i want to have a good lifestyle you know my physical health i don't want to wake up one day going i can't if i have kids i can't play with my kids or i can't go for a 5k run or doing not that i wake up doing that (laughs) but you know i can't do these things so i have an idea of you know the baseline essentially of where i'd like to get to with those things just like what we were speaking about with the money. And then obviously there's the ideal scenario. So I work through that and it's like, cool, right? Well, currently I'm here. I need to get to here in that area. Sweet. What what are the steps that I need to go? And I decide on that. I'm like, I may not like it when I get there, but let's give it a crack because it gives me something to wake up and get going on every day. Um, but so those, those eight areas is first is mental and emotional health. Right? So it's really important, like we were saying before, or like I was saying before, was helping men understand their moods and emotions and what that is for them yeah because a lot of us go fuck i'm frustrated or i'm angry or it's like well why what's what's making that happen because if you can start identifying that you can then start going well is the environment that i'm putting yeah, myself this is in be a causing yeah. this and we've all got a really crazy thing is right we've all set rules right? we've adopted them or set them around what allows us to feel a certain thing right most of us <clears throat> in order to, to feel a positive emotion like uh, acceptance or happiness or like you're worthy or you're belonging, the, the rule that you set might be up here, right? It's, it's really unattainable, right? For me to, uh, you know, imagine if this was an office, which it is an office, but if we had 50 lads in here and I just walked in here and no one acknowledged me except for you two blokes. Everyone's doing their work, doing their thing. But my rule was everyone has to uh, stop what they're doing and say, G'day, Lockie, how you going, mate? The man at Cairns here. And if that doesn't happen, I don't feel worthy. That's a really fucking high expectation. expectation and it's pretty unattainable <laughs> because you've got all these people doing work or whatever they're doing. But a lot of people have stuff like that, right? We, don't, we have set rules of what, it, you know, what has to happen in order for you to feel a certain way. So if we can start thinking about that, we can start changing the rules. And generally for the negative emotions or the negative ways of being, the sadness, unaccepted, not good enough, all that sort of stuff, it's down here. You can tick that box from the moment you, you know, wake up in the morning. It's done. So by, you know, learning more about your mental and emotional health, you can start understanding what those things are and you can then start changing it. Because my biggest, it's like, in my opinion, and who said it to me? 
one of the guys who was in the workshop was like, mate, that was, this is stuff. It's simple. I'm like, it is simple, <laughs> but it's so simple. You don't do it. Right. We, we ignore it. Like, you know, meditation, right. Is one of the things that I do, but I never, I was like, I'm going to be living in Byron Bay soon. <laughs> blunt. This is how it's going. <laughs> but you realize like all med- meditate. I don't sit there doing this. I take photos doing that because it looks cool. But for me, it's just a time to reflect and see, you know, what's happened over, you know, I reflect on every week as you do with business, right? People do it with business. Why don't you do it with your own life? You know, what's made me feel this way? When have I felt good? Have I had more good days and bad days? And then you start going, right, was it the people that I was around? The Pick job? up the patterns. Yeah, yeah. it's great. You're good. Move on. I think that's, that's journaling, you know, and my wife's just started doing that every night. She is like, this is fantastic. I can just dump all my ideas and everything I'm thinking on paper. Yeah. Like, yeah. Unreal, isn't it? Because you're thinking, well, that means I don't have to yeah. listen to it. Yeah. Save me the turmoil. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Love you, babe. Shout out. Shout out. Down the barrel. <laughs> Hopefully she's watching this on the train to work. <laughs> Mate, the, the second one's the physical health. It's a massive part, right? Because one, the way you, like a lot of blokes walk past the mirror and they go, fuck, don't like what I see. Like I'm not. Oh. It affects your confidence. It affects your energy your ability to do things how you like if you feel sluggish not going to feel good about yourself it's not going to make you go fuck i'm amazing but if you feel good and look good and and obviously you're not always going to be in that state but it's like cool i'm I'm good and like for me i love to feel strong and i love to feel confident in my body and if someone would have asked me to do something if i had to chase down someone stealing something something, i'm I'm on you know what i mean i'll done do i'll do it Mate, I just had to do it. I just had to chase down a car, hit and run in Sydney. That we're not, we're not getting bloody. I was like, yes, here we go. <laughs> Chat back. <laughs> it was already back. <laughs> Streamline, ready for it, performance. But, uh, yeah, the physical health is a, is a massive one that men neglect and they wonder why they feel sluggish and terrible. And then, obviously, physiology affects your psychology and vice versa. So if you work on those two. Mate, it's amazing how intertwined they are. And people, again, don't realise just how imperative it is like – yeah, food because I've been off the grog now. Must be six weeks. Good man. And um, yeah, I've been going through this health health kick thing too. <laughs> I'll show you the photo. Why, mate? You should see it. It's gross. I'll put it up on LinkedIn when I hit my June thirty target. I'm getting to eleven percent body fat. It's my it's my goal. And um, shred lord, mate. Yeah, okay. I'm hooking in. And uh, shout out to Max Cunha, my nutritionist, doing a great job. Um, and anyway, I've realised because um, I'm on a fairly strict nutrition plan. Yep. Um, but the the like I think it was like two meals. It was my wife's thirtieth birthday. We yep. had um, a mate come over and she cooked an amazing meal and everything. Yep. And I was like, oh, better, yeah, have this. And uh, I was like beef cheeks and stuff. And I woke up the oh. next day and I've been off the grog. Right? I've been yeah. off the grog. And I woke up the next day and I felt hungover from the food. I was like, yeah, mate, look at that. How long ago was that? Twelve months ago. That's insane, isn't it? Look at it. That's disgusting. What? Yeah, I know. I think it's Mate, also a I'll, bad angle. I'll ask Ben to get that up so we can have a gander at it. Yeah. Crikey. Yeah, I know. Hang on. Why don't we just hold it up to the camera here? <laughs> hold it up to this one. Mate, you don't even look like the same bloke. I know. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, look at that. Look Inspo. at that. So, I mean, um, <laughs> what, what I've noticed, though, is the, the ramifications that food have on you and your physical health and you, your mental health because it's like I feel horrible this morning. It's like all I did was eat some bad food. It's like people are doing this every day. 100%. <laughs> it's crazy, eh? Like mate, when I was a chippy, and I, like I was saying, I'd do the cherry ripe and the dare in the morning or the smoky. Oh, mate, that's nothing. I'd have three cigarettes on the way to work, two, two coffees a, and a bloody – Mate, bunger before 
before breakfast. I've never understood how people do that. I used to smoke, mate, but fuck. Oh, in the you morning, did, did you? Yeah. Mate, France, the mate. first bunger of the day oh, yeah. was the best bunger of the Quite day. Long things. Oh. <laughs> mate, it was bad. Mate. I look back now, I'm just like, man, who was who was I? Yeah. The guy on the couch, mate. That's that was me. Yeah, <laughs> I'd quit smoking by then. But yeah, mate, food, yeah. imperative. And even sleep and like, there's so many things you can. It's a rabbit hole when you want to go down it. But but like, it's fun though. A hundred. There's a shit you learn. You're like, wow, that's another thing. It's like the toolbox. You add another 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 thing to your toolbox. You're like I can use that. Yeah. But you've had the awakening moment, and then you're hungry for the knowledge. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, give you, me more. You got that. Point Once you start where feeling better, you're like, oh. Yeah, I'll have more of that. Yeah, I'll take some. Let <laughs> <laughs> it do it. And then wait till you put your before and after. Yeah. This is well, I'll that's yeah, that. mate. Yeah. It should be a good one coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it should be great. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> really can't wait to see it. Um, partner love, like intimacy. We all want love and connection. And uh, in the the relationships, we, you know, the, the, I'll make this one short and sharp, but it's like we most people have the honeymoon period where it's hot and heavy and you, you're doing whatever it takes to win them over, right? You're bringing them flowers. Like for me, I was driving down from Toowoomba to Brisbane. It's a fucking long drive. Oh, that's a long courtship. A couple of times a week and then I was like, oh, man, can't do this anymore. But yeah. you're doing all that and I wouldn't do that anymore. Not a chance. I can't need my sleep. Yeah. But people do all these things and what happens, I see it time and time again, is people get bitter and resentful to their partner because they stop being themselves and they just become this unit and often they're not changing right we don't expect you know you're not the same person you both yeah the growth part and when uh you know if one person starts growing the other doesn't it grows apart but it's like right well as as a couple where do we want to be because you're still an individual person i'm still in we're all individual people which is cool so go off and do your individual things as well and come back and tell me about it but it's we've got to grow (laughs) grow together but i think like there's so many like this is a new thing from ben Ben ashmal who edits our podcast ben you're definitely watching big horse but yeah him and him and his uh, wife laura you know talking about is it laura's theory the canoe theory that you know a marriage is not you join the same canoe yeah you're you're not in the same canoe and and you're rowing the same canoe together you're just in two canoes side by side side. rowing up the same river i like that and like sometimes your canoe will just go a little bit over that yeah, way, you but you just got to be like, yeah, just yeah. follow me back over here, you know. Yeah, yeah it's That's great. Exactly. Yeah, it's like that. The hey, the, 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 yeah, feel the, free the, to use yeah, it. You know? I'm yeah. sure Ben won't mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, copyright patent pending. <laughs> the um, no, but the, I think there's a relationships is yeah one of our our key pillars that we have here, and it's a hard one because it's sort of you know how do you offer people relationship advice because you it, it is a, a major downfall for people's mental health when there's 100%. fraction within relationships and it's um it's hard to pinpoint because there's lots of different contributing factors and i think one of them is a misunderstanding of what a relationship is like expectations on what relationships are like i just think it's fuck social media has just ruined it for so many couples it's like you know these guys are going to fucking noosa or whatever yeah, every yeah. weekend and they're having cheese boards and drinking fucking vino like you know <laughs> we're not doing that yeah, but is it also if you're unhappy in a relationship or there's issues in your relationship, it's not often maybe not the relationship itself. It can be, but often it's like an external factor, something else that you are individually struggling with, you know? Your job yeah. maybe or your you know, or your fitness yeah. or just something. Security, like people carry baggage as well. Yeah. So if you aren't working on it's like Amy and I still have challenges and stuff, but I know that I'll put my hand – and communication, right? It's a fucking key. Right, communication. And if you – first and foremost, if you don't communicate honestly with yourself, how do you expect to do that with your partner, right? And that's mm. why we get bitter and resentful because, like, I want to say this, but nah, I'm not going to – I'll just fucking bottle it around up. the bush and bottle yeah. – Yeah, we do that. And then when we have that fight three weeks later, I'm going to bring that and up and I'm going to be like, oh, I never else. said that. I'll be like, 
yeah. I'm bringing everything else that I've been fucking burying as well. And it's just like game on. So it's like if we can't be honest with ourselves, fucking worst possible thing. Like there's my – I feel like I'm – Amy's probably going to listen to this and be like, no, nah, you're full of shit. But I feel like I'm fairly honest in – setting my boundaries is like there's people I don't want to hang out with that she hangs out with there's things that I don't want to do that she and I'm like well I'm not doing it because I'll sit there and I'll be this bit of bastard <laughs> I'll come home and complain about it so I'd rather you just go have fun I'll have fun doing what it, call of duty or whatever I'm doing that's all right though isn't yeah. it like but a lot of people feel like there's got to do it all together yeah, yeah but if you can't that's that's a huge thing if you don't have confidence or the trust in your partner to go out and have some drinks with the girls you got a major issue on buddy you got a big 100%. issue. And I was that guy. If my missus wanted my my ex-missus wanted to do, I was like, nah, I'm coming. Even if I was only oh, lad there. Like that's bad, isn't that's it? Fucking, that's so toxic. Man, I was and no wonder she offed me. Like, fuck <laughs> man, I was a whack. Like, I think about how I behaved and I'm like, mate, that's that's insane. You had a lot of insecurities. And I was only doing that purely out of being very insecure. But um, that's the other area. So it's like, you know, I believe you've got to work on yourself and understanding. What you and you know, setting boundaries in the relationship and understanding what you know your partner values and what you value and make that be heard or met. Mate, because if work you don't, on it, yeah. if you don't get that met, you're gonna go find somewhere else to get it met. Not yeah. necessarily saying with another partner, but you'll find other ways to do it. And that could be a positive thing as well, right? And the thing about relationships too is it's more, it's again more preventative. It's the same thing with your physical and nutritional and your mental. It's like if you can be more preventative with your relationship and work on it when it's going good. Yeah then you're in for a good haul. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what we're trying to do. Like, I mean, our first wedding anniversary was in March 3rd, I think, 2nd. And we went to marriage counselor. We're just like, yeah, we'll just go check in. We're just like, go. And the bird was like, people like you don't come. We're like, well, we want to make sure we're doing everything sweet, you know? Like, we want to keep this going. You know what I mean? That's wicked. But be preventative. Like, why not? Exactly. Cost you, what, 80 bucks or something? Worth 80 bucks. Well spent. Well, ROI, mate. ROI. Dig that. <laughs> oh, buddy, beauty. Anyway, but that's one area for, for the lads. But then obviously family and friends, right? Like making sure that some people, you know, family is a big downfall for, for some people that, you know, they're being guided or told what to do or, you know, there's a whole heap of stress. And then friends, like a lot of us, you know, don't get to choose our friends from, you know, you get put in a certain school and they become your best mates for life. But it's like you may be completely different to them. They were just the best of a bad lot. Mm. Right, and yeah, so that would happen a lot. The only thing you've got in common is that your parents chose to send you there. Yeah, and, and then you just—that's it. But people are like, fuck, I hate catching up with Joe Blow because he's always talking about this. But why are you still doing it? Oh, he's my mate from oh. fifteen years ago. What was that? Was it, what did Boise say? Who's uh, the bloke? Who's the bloke you'd ring if you're in trouble? Who's the yeah. first person you'd ring? They, they're your yeah. mates. You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, yeah, fucking oath it is. Hundred percent. Did Boise yeah. say me? No, I can't he remember. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> just edit that in, Ben. <laughs> That aircon goal. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's freezing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so making sure you set up that environment. Like I, my friendship circle now is people who you know challenge me, but also encourage me to be the best version of myself, right? Like, and that's important because I knew how easy I was led astray. So now it's like when I catch up with mates, I leave feeling empowered or motivated or inspired. Some I just feel like I've left better. I, and it's you know sometimes even if it's just from listening to them talk about their shit, or if I talk about my shit. You just walk away going, it's awesome. Mm. Right, so making sure you have that that uh, environment and community sorted, right, which is obviously one going into lifestyle, scrolling through slowly, boys. But growth, spirituality, obviously that leads into to all of it. Like a lot of us, I never really read a book until the book that I read after that that event, which was the Hall of Remix it was. It was a good book. 
But up until that point, it was like free rider motocross magazines or skateboarding magazines <laughs> or picture magazines, all those sorts of things. Gnarly. Like, yeah. Gnarly. Nice. <laughs> Moto. Such a Moto. <laughs> yeah. Gnarly. They still, do they still make picture? I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah, no, fair. I wouldn't know. I either. can't read yeah. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but making sure you grow in, in some, some aspect of your life. Like it's always, for me, and that goes back to conversational communication, a lot of us speak or listen to, to bite back rather than really trying to understand because you can learn so much just from having a conversation with someone, right? Like oh. you just go, right, let's find out the most interesting thing about this person and just keep asking good questions till you get there and you'll walk away going, I was unreal. I've just grown a little bit as a person. Mate, we do that every podcast. Mate. It's fucking great. Can I? Uh, what does spirituality mean to you? For me, it's just slowing down. Like it's, I'm not into, I don't believe in uh, God or anything like that. But for me, it's just like taking a moment to reflect. Like meditation is spirituality for me. Or drinking tea on the balcony watching the sunrise. That's for me what it is. Like some, like I know for a lot of people, it's like they talk about source or God or all those sorts of things, that's not me. But Well, like for a lot of blo- – like so I guess for a lot of blokes, I suppose there's a misconception about what it actually means. Like for me, it's like standing, you know, Sunday night, standing in front of the fire, you know what I mean, and just <laughs> looking at it and just not like – Not too close, Derek. Mate, get, <laughs> yeah. Just getting lost Burn in the, the – yeah, yeah. Just getting well, lost, <laughs> lost in that or just, yeah. you know, like whether it's, you know, just diving into some really good music that you just yeah. love it. You can just sort of, you know – like Mate, just, you get to just be present, right? Yeah, like, yeah. A warm bath. Oh, mate, glass of red, Epsom salts, and a, and a podcast. Don't forget your salts, mate. That is get that in Wait, here. Do you I'm use telling the you. app called Calm. Yeah, but I, they just I ask me to pay for it. I'm I like, keep saying yeah. I use Wait, I use the center app. Worth every cent, right? Get this, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a champion. Oh, we he's, we talked about yeah, him with Boise. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> he's he's on there. He's got his bedtime story. So you get in the bath, you light your candles, your salts in there. I didn't have the wine, but the wine kick back. Matthew McConaughey's. Matthew McConaughey is telling you a story. Yeah, man. That's awesome. What that's story? Like, it's called Wonder. Yeah, right. I'm not going to give it away. You okay. You pay for the subscription. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Upsell. And, Upsell. And a bit of Epsom salts or, mate, or yeah. your bath bomb, man. <laughs> My missus loves a bath bomb. I hate them because I get out and I've got glitter all over myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's just the, ever since some COVID happened, I've just been getting into baths, eh? <laughs> I, I don't reckon I had a bath for four years. Yeah, Five years. fucking tradies are sitting around having conversations about <laughs> Bath bombs. <laughs> oh, mate, who's having the it's so no, good? How many tradies are driving <laughs> home right now listening to this <laughs> and going, I'm having a bloody bath tonight? I'm having a and bath. And you tonight. should. Yeah. You owe it to yourself. But, but oh, if you yeah. if you've just had a big day doing concreting or something, I recommend having get a shower, shower beforehand. <laughs> get a get a fresh towel out of the cupboard, you yeah, know. Mate, enjoy it. Yeah, even a change new even sheets. a new bath mat, you know. Change your sheets, change and your the bed sheets. All, slide in it. Stop it, boys. Yeah, That's spirituality. <laughs> that is. We've just nailed it. But it. Honestly, all of this stuff is whatever you wanted to be, right? You can give – that sounds fucking weird, but it's like give it your own meaning. Definitely. It doesn't mean yeah, you have to find be, it yourself. Yeah, yeah. simple. 100%. Just It's an it's easy a, way to do it. It's very broad, isn't yeah. it? You find it yourself, 100%. People, Love people it. Go. It's like people say to me, you're such a conscious man. I'm like, <laughs> we're all fucking conscious. <laughs> honestly, I, I this one thing I hate about the uh, so self help community is I I just once again I don't like being labelled as that shit. It makes yeah. me feel cringeworthy. It's why I didn't want to get in here in the first place because I'm still lucky the not very good carpenter, <laughs> so I had to leave to now just do what I do now. But I'm, doesn't mean I'm more I'm better than anyone or more. Con- we're all conscious. We're all walking around. <laughs> I just that's brilliant. Have a different understanding of certain things as you know. You guys have different understandings to me. We're all 
But I think that's part of one of the biggest things about taking a bit of a different approach, or we were talking about a bit of a, a bit of a, you know, larrikins potentially style yeah. approach to this space because there are a lot of buzzwords that probably turn a lot of people off. Hundred percent, mate. And it's a lot, even the word mental health has been too taboo for blokes. You know what I mean? It just yeah. needs to be health. Just look after your health, and there's facets to it. You know, we that's, say it to it's like sign off every time someone leaves. Look after yourself, mate. Like that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Just, all of it. Just, yeah. just start looking after yourself. Yeah. No. That, well, this is, yeah, they all flow into. Are we about to flow into the next one? Yeah, let's flow into the next one. Segway, segway. I can't read it, it's so small. <laughs> hey, don't worry. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. No, so the next one's like your career or purpose or mission. Right? So, like, making sure, not, I don't believe that everyone's going to be fortunate enough to do what they love on a daily basis. It's probably not possible. But if you can find ways to make that enjoyable, or like we said before, if you don't like what you're doing, you can change it. One, change it. If you don't, if it you know sets you up for a lifestyle like this is, got a, a client who works um, at a big mining company and their lifestyle is so high because of the expenses that they have. I'm like, well, is it worth you quitting and losing that, or are you happy to just do that but get to enjoy everything else that you've created for yourself? And that's a decision that the individual gets to make. But for me, it's like we can you know make make whatever you do on a daily basis enjoyable if you decide to make it you know be the best person at yeah. that or find little games. To do it like obviously when I was a chippy, I fucking hated it because there was everyone that I was working around was miserable. It was fucking oh, <laughs> I just I think about it and I just don't like that environment. So I just changed the environment. I didn't know what I was going to go into next. I've done Uber drive. I've done all kinds of stuff, but I was like, anything's better than that, right? So I'm going to figure it out, and I, I did that. I, did I have a big audacious purpose? No, I just wanted to be a little bit happier. <laughs> And what I was what I was currently doing. I think the other the other difficult part there though is that people um, yeah look at it. Um, we just had our quarterly reviews, and one of them was one of their employees said an interesting thing. It was sort of like um, I'm choosing my um, my job that potentially won't be as good as what I'm doing now for a better lifestyle in a different environment. I was like, yeah. that's interesting because I reckon there'd be a lot of people out there. Um, blokes especially, and I know some of them, that are doing jobs that they hate but it's really good money for a lifestyle that they want but the lifestyle is really toxic so they get into this really fucking yeah. bad spiral. It's just like it's a difficult it's a difficult one, you know what I mean? Because people are, are working in a job they hate and then trying to erase that on the weekends with the lifestyle that they want but it's really bad. Yeah. So well, they just – Doing your review, like you said, like – you do a business review, a quarterly review, and you do your month. You have your, all your KPIs, right? We all do. Or that's how you grow shit. Most people don't do that in their life. It's like people plan their day at work, like your meetings, your sales, all that sort of stuff, but they don't plan their life. Yeah, so yeah. You, you look at my calendar, and even the weekends are planned. I know what I'm going to do because if I just otherwise I'll just sit there and do nothing. Mm. Yeah. So when you when you go back to the eight areas, or you know you have an idea of what you want out of those, you catch up with your mates, or you catch up with your missus, or your family, or Go to a seminar or learn, you know, have something you want to do in your lifestyle, whether it's mountain biking, surfing or all that sort of stuff. Put that in because otherwise you're not going to do it. And you go week after week and you're like, fuck, I'm getting pretty yeah. happy here. Burn yourself and into it. And it's like, well, yeah. when was the last time you actually scheduled doing something? It's like people say, I'm going to take a holiday overseas. I'm going to take a holiday. It's like, yep, you've been saying that for the last three years. Book the fucking thing and then make it happen. <laughs> like just, just – do but it. I had the same when I rode my uh, my bike home last night. I was on the phone to my uncle, and um, what were you in the motor? Or no, no, Treadley, <laughs> mate. Shit, motor. Mate, I'm on the on the It's I think it's only three and a half k to home. It's oh, really right. easy. Yeah, <laughs> hey, not but, even. Uh, mate, I beat you. It's home. a good ride. I, I beat you, mate. 
A few hills. A few hills. I get a sweat on. I'll give you a car sure. service. I'll give you a car service. <laughs> no, we're talking about um, how many people, you know, come up with, um, you know, you're having a few schooners, right? Friday afternoon. Yep. Someone's come up with a business idea. Oh. Everyone sits around, mate, that's a great idea. I've got an idea for an app, you know, whatever it is. It, you know, what a, walks your dog. Oh, mate, Donno, <laughs> that's a great idea. Fucking hell, that's awesome, you know. Is that app out there? I don't know. Walking your dog. Walking your dog. No, it's not going to. So I have walk 12, your dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, it's you, yeah. but the thing is that so few people even can sit, like action it. Like they think it's a great idea and then 10 years down the track it's like, oh, it's that done, came yeah. out. Then someone just sold that for $100 million. Like, that's unbelievable, you know. And Jono's like, yeah, it's my fucking idea, mate. Yeah, yeah, but that I mean, there's a there's a fair amount of just you know, pub sort of banter to that sort of conversation. Oh, but, but it's the same thing with holidays. Fuck, you hear it all the time. Oh, I got this gun business idea, but oh, I can't do it because you know I'm doing this. So come on, mate, just fucking do it. <laughs> just, there's never a good time because there's, there's so there's so time, many people that would be listening that would be like, oh yeah, I've got this really good idea. They might be a, a, a concreter, but they're into photography, landscape photography or something. Like, oh, I can't go do landscape photography. There's no fucking money in it. Well, the, beauty, <laughs> the beauty is you can go and do landscape photography because all you need is an Instagram page. And you just exactly. start fucking taking the photos. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> link, bang, upload. <laughs> like there's things you can do. Tag, just, hashtag scenery. Yeah. Hashtag scenery. But you know what I mean? Photos. Like so many, peop- so many people, um, like you were saying, when we first started talking, People think there's a ceiling to what their abilities are. Yeah. There is no ceiling. And that's what I took out of Chris Hart, Kevin Hart's podcast with Joe Rogan was that he just continues to see the next level and work up and work up and continue to do that. And I think that's just so awesome to have 100%. that mindset. 100%. All right, right. next one. Oh, well, I want to keep going. Well, this, sorry. I don't, I don't I keep wanna... elaborating on each point. <laughs> Finances, boys. Oh, we're we've, there. We've already touched on that one. We've touched Simple. on it. But my, my basic thing is, Obviously, I'm not a financial advisor or anything, but the thing is- This is general advice only for everyone listening. Just, yeah. Where should I invest all my money, (laughs) Locke? Black. (laughs) Spin it. No, go green. I'll tell you what, last time I had a gamble- You didn't go green. I did go green. Five bucks. So I ended up winning like 125 bucks or something, but I was with mum. Just, uh, what were we doing? I can't remember. We were at the cast for some weird reason. Uh, As I was just walking through. I think, no, we're seeing a show. We're seeing a show. And I was like, let's put five bucks on here. Green, just because. And I won. I was like, that's incredible. Ad- addicted. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take my money. Take Sign me up. Put that Sign all on green again. Put some more yeah. in me. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. But uh, the, the the only things I always get the, the lights to think about is one that what's your basis cost of living, right? What's going to keep you fed, yep. sheltered, yep. clothed? Yeah. If you don't want to be clothed, I only wear shirts occasionally like right now. But apart from that, it's all good. So what's that number? Figure that out. And then you go figure what you said, the wildest dreams. Right? I did mm. my wildest dreams. I worked out. I want to pay my parents X amount. I want to do all this crazy shit. Mm. And I Googled houses, all this stuff. It was $678,000 a year. Not even a million dollars a year for my wildest dreams. Mm. So then I go, right, well, I'm currently earning this. And I want to get to here. What does that look like? What do I need to learn? How can I scale my business? All this sort of stuff. So now here's another few action items. Because I'm not the kind of person. When I first uh, started my business, I was like, I'm hitting a mill in a year. No, it doesn't happen like that. So now it's like I know the things I you know need to you know first I've got my first virtual assistant started on Monday. It's a great thing. She's a great thing. Um, so I'm working at all these things to create scale and leverage in my business to get myself closer to where I want to get to. Yeah, but I know you know I'm not stressed because I know I'm covering the basics. You're not overextending yourself no. in the in the beginning to get to your your larger goal, Correct. and that's so important. Yeah, because so many people live above their means. Just stop fucking doing that. Yeah. Work a bit harder. Save more and then down the track just you'll be sweet. Yeah, I just headbutted the arm. <laughs> Got that on camera, Ben. Put that in there. Clip. But you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Don't, you don't, you can't live it now. Just wait a bit. And like just get, get out of debt. Get your shit like, sorted. Just get rid of all the bad debts or what. Like just, yeah. yeah, exactly. And you don't need the Not, new Dodge Ram 1500 as much as I would love one. You don't fucking need sponsor. it. Sponsor. Yeah, yeah, Dodge boys. Ram, if you're out there, give us a call. We're looking for a, looking for a sponsor down the track. Drive, drive us anywhere, the Dodge Ram. Well, Barefoot Investor is a great one for finances. I can vouch for that. You started, you did it first. You were harping I was to trying me. to, I was hitting him over the back of the head with it, like, read this. Six read months, it. I you bought doing it for it. You're doing Barefoot I yet? bought you it for barefoot it. Eventually, I just did it to shut him up, and it's, it is the best thing I've ever did. And you walked in with the orange RNG card. Yeah. It's Thank on you. camera, on camera. Yeah, I, I did just, it. It's good. Thanks for the advice, you know. I just That's had to right. get about timing, though, you know. You weren't ready yet. I, was, I wasn't ready. I wasn't, yeah. No, no, but we got him there. Exactly. No, and it's great. So, you know. For anyone simple. out there listening, read the damn thing and start implementing it the day you read it. Yeah, implement right. it. What's he, he tells you to implement yeah, yeah. it step by step. And so. you get to take your missus out or your boyfriend, whatever, out on a date and have a great feed and start implementing it. It's brilliant. In the, that's a good rule, isn't it? Yeah. So but uh, <laughs> there's no excuses now. Hook in. All right, let's fly into this last one. Eh? So it's lifestyle. Pretty, pretty straightforward. What's uh, the lifestyle you want to look like, right? Because uh, – the end of the day, there's no point working, like I said earlier, 90 hours a week for a couple of hundred K if you don't get to spend it with anyone, you don't have a relationship, friends or anything like that. So I always think about like for me, even now, like I get got asked to to speak at a, a school and I was like, oh, my old school, I actually spoke at that because it was fucking just a tick. But then I got asked <laughs> to speak at another one and I was like, nah, it's not what I want to do because I've got my two services and if I st- keep doing all this other shit, just going to be watered down versions of that to – you know, make myself more stressed out and, you know, it's not going to get me any closer to where I want to be. So if I just focus on these things from a work perspective, then I can surf when I want to surf. I can hang out with my mates when I, and I finish work at three o'clock every day because I want to then go train for a couple of hours and then I'm home with the missus by five. That's mm. how I how I run the show. So, you know, even though I start early, but that's how I feel I want to want it to be. That's what works for me. Mm. So I think a lot of us don't have an idea of, why we're doing certain yeah. things and it, it comes down to like, you know, chunking your time. If you look at your week, I keep my week the same every week. Obviously sometimes it changes but it's like I know when I'm doing my sales stuff, I know when I'm doing my coaching clients, I know when I'm doing my content and it's the same every single week. Yeah, because it's I, a rhythm. Yeah, I don't want to have to go, oh, sales call now. I'm <laughs> fucking can't even remember what I was doing next but I'm doing something else but it just tries to create flow. Mate, I fucking love it. But what I want to know is like what, you know, you structure your lifestyle, you know, around exactly the way you want to do yep. it. And now you do this stuff with a man that can, you know, and it's just fucking, it's cool. Yeah. But what qualifies you to do it? You know what I mean? Like you've got a chippy certification, right? You've got a. Yeah, what gives you the right? Like, but, <laughs> and, and to my, to like, I guess the crux of my question is far too many people feel limited by their educational qualifications and don't realise that they can take that and apply it to life and so many other aspects. Well, that's that's the thing, right? Like you what what I teach people is like I didn't have any coaching qualifications for probably the first twelve months. Right? I was just like, well this is how it worked for me. I'm sharing my stuff. This is this is what I didn't even have any structure. I told us like well I overcame this or you know even use fitness like through fitness, you can learn mental resilience, how to overcome problems, or you might get an injury, so rehab that, come back stronger, right? That's life. Right? So I started thinking, right, well, if I can break down, and this is where reflection comes in well, because everyone's overcome some form of adversity. If you've overcome adversity once, you can do it again. It may just be more challenging this time. So for, for that, it's like from the way I see it, it was like I just went, okay, people are asking me for my help because I've solved the problems that they've got. 
after a while, I was like, probably need to get some ticks next to my name or some random stuff like that. But for me, how I've always been, been and, you know, I believe people need to stay in their lane 100% with what their thing is. Like everyone's got a story, as you said before, which I think more people need to share their story. Right? Don't be worried about what people are going to think about you because your story could be exactly what's... What's unique. Yeah. No one else has got your story, mate. But it may be the one thing that saves someone's life. Yeah. You know, to, because we're all going through shit, but it also normalises things. Right, and and through that, you know, people can decide whether they want to um, be coaches or you know be podcasters or w- whatever they want to do. It just then enables you to go right. Well, it's working to a degree. Do I need more qualifications? For me, I'm never going to be a psychologist. Not going to happen. Do I refer to them? Hundred percent, because it's a different skill set. But where I like to stay is like I like to be relatable because that's for me what I needed. So I think about what I need. It's selfish, right? Yeah. I think about what I needed. But hey. you started the first, like your first client was for free, you know. You were just helping someone <clears throat> and then it kind of just evolved from yep. there. You just dip your toe in the water. I didn't, yeah. I, you never, might not get I never anything. wanted to be. I don't, yeah. there was never a point where I was like, I want to be a coach. <laughs> it just. Yeah. Well, it's like, one of my favourite stories is your mate who's who does Shuckers Tours. What's his name? Oh, Timmy Cooper, bro. He'll be, he'll be oh, listening. Timmy Cooper's. Chuck it to us. He got, he Chuck got, Dan, I'll tell you the story. Well, I don't even know the bloke. Well, I've met him. I went, to, I went to Churchy with him. He's a boarder in my boarding He's Churchy boy. He's a plumber, yeah, isn't he? Plumber by trade. And he came into yeah. our office in our first office in East Brisbane last year and he's got dreadlocks and he's just a dude. He's a total he was just a shucker dude. You know yeah. what I mean? He's, an he's a plumber, yeah. Yeah. Got a van and he's that's what he does with his life. But he just started on the side. He's like, I'm going to start doing tours. Like, show, well, like, he'd go over to Stratty, right? Yeah. And he'd be like, this place is awesome. And he's like, well, I, I, more people need to know about this place. So he just went around and spoke to all the, um, oh, what do they call them? The tour guides. No, no, no. no. <laughs> the bloody, where, where, um, back, the pack, backpackers, yeah, backpackers, yeah. right? And he just went, um, yeah, I've got a bus and I'm taking people to Stratty if anyone wants to come like Saturday morning at eight o'clock. And people were like, yeah, okay. So he just started doing it. Now, like, he started with this little minivan. He now he's be. got a fucking bus. He calls it the Steve Irwin. It's awesome. <laughs> Obviously, it's stopped now because COVID's on. I seen him down here the other day driving it around. It's this massive, like, 40 seater bus. The funniest <laughs> thing was, so he's upgraded from, like, a Toyota Hi-Ace, which is your standard sort of plumber van, yeah. to the to the bigger Hi-Ace, you know, the one that's mm. got some more seats in the one, back. A couple more. Now yeah. he's got the Steve Irwin. But he, it's a beast. But he used to rock up to sites with this high ace that was bigger than the normal one and <laughs> with his tools in the back. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. like everyone's and a few like, people having a tradie tour. Yeah. <laughs> Shuckers tours, mate. Shuckers and tours. everyone's in the back going, like going, mate, why do you why have you got your tools in that van? He's like, oh, you know, because I do tours on the weekend. It's just like starts as a thing and now it's just how fucking good is that? Yeah. Like you can do that. People can do that. And I'm passionate about people having man. a go. Hundred yeah. percent people just like Exactly, because you don't even know. Like people, a lot of people study all they like to be a lawyer, and then they finish their degree and they go, "Fuck, I hate this. I don't want to do that," and they never use it again. But I, oh, like, mate, I, I think for me, like for when I went through a lot of my early twenties, I didn't have confidence. Even late teens, I yeah. wasn't confident. You know what I mean? I would, whatever happened, something happened, and then here we are. You met are. me, mate. That's what changed you. Oh God, <laughs> that was a long time before that. Fuck, <laughs> guarantee you. <laughs> but like, if you fuck, man, if you could just dish out confidence to people. To just try stuff, there you go. Or just do yeah. something different, like here, like there you go. Just give it's, it. It's practice, right? Like if you do something enough, you'll eventually be confident. It's like there's things like, that, like tour guides. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like 
Like, I, he'll be running along his tours and he will say the same joke every time, I oh, guarantee you. Yeah, at the same, exact like, same he'll be going location. Past the same tree or whatever. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, I love that story because that's, like, awesome. that's such a great, yeah. you know, so Fun simple, so simple. Well, we've got up to an hour 20 here, so we better bloody Jeez, better, 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 better wrap it up. But I suppose it's been awesome. As I've enjoyed it. Mate, it's been really good. Um, it's had a lot of different facets to it, which has been great. I think we're going to have to do another one sometime. Of course. Yeah, Bloody oath. Um, but what I've, I've just – like we've just started asking people at the end of every podcast, like what are some some things that you do every day to sort of maintain, you know, your mental well-being and, and your overall health? Like, what are some, use Guardies? Yeah, man. 100%. Mate, cold that, yeah. You're a cold man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that I mean, where you got it from? I, I don't know. I shoot. I don't know. Yeah, he I'm did. I'm not going to steal his bloody – I don't know. <laughs> Um, he did. He told us he did. But that's your thing. That's your thing. Cold shower. Yeah, I have a cold shower. Not a, like there was a freezing day a month back and Gardy goes, you do it today? Or you? I'm like, nah, mate, not a chance. <laughs> he goes, take each other at four o'clock. No, we don't it? do it every day, but it was on this particular day where it was crisp and we were talking about something else. He's like, do you cold shower? I was like, nah, mate, not a chance this morning. Too cold. But I have a morning routine and it varies. But like for me, I know to get myself in a good headspace, I have to feel like I've grown. So I'll get up. No, an hour before I need to do anything and that process is like I'll walk to the kitchen, flick the uh, kettle on, do that, I'll me- you know meditate or whatever that looks like. On a, Some days if the sun's coming up, I'll be watching the sunrise. Um, and then I'll you know read for a little bit. It might be 10 pages or 30 minutes depending on how much I feel like doing. And then from that point, just review what I've got to get done for the day and off we go. Oh, you, yeah, you're reading the morning too. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice. So that's yeah. – but sometimes I'm – if I, you know, on a weekend I might do a stretch or, you know, something yeah. like that. But it's just I feel like I try to do whatever I can to get myself to perform best for, for that day. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. How I, how what I about any good books or podcasts or anything like that? Any good information out there that's worth right. recommending? Right. This podcast for sure. Right. Everyone loves this podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, is there anything out there that you recommend people checking out? Yeah, 100%. I think the the most important thing, like there's – you know, how to, for me, there was uh, The Four Agreements, which is one of the first books I read on personal development. Brilliant. How to Win Friends and Influence People. Cracking book. Dale Can't speak highly enough of it. 100%. I think when you just, if, just pick any, right? Mm. You're going to read it and you'll you'll pick up on something. You're like, oh, I want to learn more about that and just mm. do that. That's how I've always gone. Um, and then, you know, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful. That's my, there. literally sitting yeah. on my bedside table. Well, as soon as I finished Tony's current book, it's yeah. ready to go. I gave it to my missus. She read one page. I got a migraine. Shut it. Put it back. <laughs> no worries. I'll, uh, I'll I'll pick the pieces up uh, for you. At least that'll be written down in her journal. Yeah, last news. <laughs> can, can you put that down? <laughs> yeah. This is great. Yeah. Woke up. <laughs> read a page. <laughs> got a migraine. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Day over. Oh, it's so good. Oh, she loves it. This has been a shitty podcast. Oh, man. It's been a cracker. <laughs> no, um, thanks so much, mate. It's been a, been awesome. And I, um, yeah, can't wait to hear the, the awesome feedback we get back from this because it, uh, it'll be awesome. And how can people check out you and your Man That Can Project? Uh, manthatcanproject.com, simple. And uh, on Instagram, Man That Can Project, or my personal one where I'm always on Lachlan Stewart. Unreal, brother. I've got one more question. The man that can. Have you ever seen the van that can? I have, man. Oh, yeah, man. It's God. everywhere. I see you driving around Brisbane everywhere. You used to live next door to the bloke. <laughs> I want to stick this up. Oh, the man. van that can. It just pops it, up everywhere. But it's doing it. It can do it. It goes everywhere. It, and it is a van. <laughs> Very big one, too. Soon there'll be the, we'll have a franchise, the pan that can, the man that can, the van that can. It'll be like Jim's mowing. The can that can. You'll yeah. see our faces on the side. Just... <laughs> 
Love Shut it. I want that. That's brilliant. All Thanks right, for having me on, Thanks boys. so much. Thanks, Appreciate Rob. it. If you're a fan of Trademutt's 120 Grit podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or shoot us an email at admin at trademark.com.